it's all behind this door. Lady and gentlemen, the beer room. Take a drink and you'll sink to a state of pure inebriation. You'll be tanked like the whole Irish nation. When you drink enough of my beer, you will find this magic rule. Make your every joke a jewel. You'll drive drunker than Oksana Bayul. Go on, buds. Drink my suds till you've reached that pure inebriation. Though the beer may be free, you're just renting it from me. Ah, oh, it's like I died and went to heaven. But, but then they realized that it wasn't my time, and so they sent me back to a brewery. Welcome to Bourbon and Branch. It's Sunday, April 22nd. Today, I'm literally branching out with a special beer and movie-themed episode. So feel free to crack open a cold one and enjoy the hoppy goodness. Cheers. Well, beer, we've had some great times. When I was 17, I drank some very good beer. I drank some very good beer I purchased. With a fake ID My name was Brian McKee I stayed up listening to Queen When I was 17 Ah, those beer-soaked memories. Gotta love them, right? Anyway, the inspiration for this week's beer-themed show came to me while doing a little grocery shopping with the intention of relaxing on a Sunday night with my wife, Elise, who also happens to be the Bourbon and Branch culinary correspondent with a little sushi and cold craft beer. We have already been experiencing some unseasonably warm weather, so I thought why not grab a few different pints to enjoy after a long and hot day at work. Then it occurred to me that it would be nice to change the pace up a bit and branch out from the bourbon and share my thoughts on a few hoppy boozy snacks this week. I also went a little crazy at the Red Box, so as a bonus, I'll be mixing in some movie reviews along with the beers. Up first, my thoughts on Rogue Farms Honey Kolsch and this year's Academy Award winner for Best Picture, The Shape of Water. If I told you about her, the princess without voice, what would I say? Deaf? Mute, sir. She can hear you. You clean that lab, 
you get out. This may very well be the most sensitive asset ever to be housed in this facility. You may think that thing looks human. Stands on two legs, right? But we're created in the Lord's image. You don't think that's what the Lord looks like, do you? This creature is intelligent, capable of language, of understanding emotions. When he looks at me, he does not know how I am incomplete. He sees me as I am. The natives in the Amazon worshipped it like a god. Get him out. What are you talking about? No. You need to take it apart, learn how it works. I don't want an intricate, beautiful thing destroyed. We can do nothing. I'm sorry. Don't do this, Elasa. What is she saying? Don't do this. Oh, God, it's not even human. If I told you about her, what would I say? I wonder. Rogue Farms Honey Kolsch is like the name says, a Kolsch-style beer brewed and distributed by the Rogue Ells Brewery in Newport, Oregon. The beer has an ABV of 5% and checks in at 26 on the IBU scale. Corporate Speak describes the beer as follows. Situated just across from 40 acres of rogue hops, 119 colonies of bees were carefully kept and fed, and the honey was uncapped, extracted, filtered, and finally infused into a refreshing Honey Kolsch L. Best Picture would wear The Shape of Water is described as a 2017 American romantic fantasy drama directed by Guillermo del Toro and written by del Toro and Vanessa Taylor. It stars Sally Hawkins, Michael Shannon, Richard Jenkins, Doug Jones, Michael Stuhlbarg, and Octavia Spencer. Set in Baltimore in 1962, the story follows a mute custodian at a high-security government laboratory who falls in love with a captured humanoid amphibian creature. Both share one thing in common, a bitter beginning that leads to a sweet ending. The Honey Coal starts off with a lot of bitter floral notes. Not a salt-your-tongue double IPA bitter, but more along the lines of a slight dry hot bitterness that reminds me of a brute champagne. Like the beer, The Shape of Water begins with a somewhat bitter and dry look inside the life of a mute woman played by Hawkins and her lonely life along with that of her friend and neighbor played by Jenkins, a down-on-his-luck aging commercial artist whose life and creativity are stuck in a Norman Rockwell painting. The beer perks up and so does the movie. When the amphibious humanoid creature, played by Jones, arrives at the government laboratory where Hawkins works. While the Honey Kolsch doesn't have the dramatic notes of a Beauty and the Beast love story set in the midst of a Cold War struggle over space exploration, it does have a similar balance of bitterness that leads to a refreshing and sweet ending. Both the movie and the Honey Kolsch turned out to be satisfying if not spectacular and earned solid B's in the grade book for me. Now it's time for something that combines European roots along with a lot of smashing. 
Bellhaven, Scottish Shell, and Thor Ragnarok. So much has happened since I last saw you. I lost my hammer, like yesterday, so that's still pretty fresh. And then I went on a journey of self-discovery. Where I met you. So after Sunday's Academy Award winner and Honey Kolsch pairing, I decided Monday night was more suited to a beer and movie combo that was a little less thought-provoking. Nothing cures the Monday blues like a smooth Scottish ale and a mindless popcorn flick like Thor Ragnarok. Tasty and easy to drink in would be a great way to describe both the beer and the movie. The beer was a Belhaven Scottish ale which is brewed by Belhaven Green King in Dunbar, East Lothian, Scotland. It's a bitter-style L with an ABV of 5.2% and IBU of 28. It was very smooth and drinkable, however not very complex. There was just enough malty and hoppy flavor to keep it interesting, and it would be a great choice if you're bored with those watered-down light beers. Thor Ragnarok is a 2017 American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character, and like the beer, it wasn't overly complex, but entertaining enough to keep my attention. The film stars Chris Hemsworth as a titular Asgardian god alongside Tom Hiddleston, Kate Blanchett, Idris Elba, Jeff Goldblum, Tessa Thompson, Carl Urban, Mark Ruffalo, and Anthony Hopkins. The movie was surprisingly entertaining. Sure, there's not a whole lot of substance, but it had enough action, comedy, and visual goodies to make for a fun watch. A lot of it reminded me of the 80s animated feature film Heavy Metal. And I'm sure anyone listening to this who is under 35 has no idea what I'm talking about. 
but it was a nice and nostalgic surprise that I appreciated. So I'd have to say that the Belhaven Scottish L and Thor Ragnarok had a nice bit of symmetry. While neither had a ton of substance, they both offered an enjoyable Monday evening escape from reality, which I enjoyed. I'll give the beer and the movie each a solid C+. I'll keep the superhero theme alive with my next review pairing of DC's Justice League and a Space Cake Double IPA from Clown Shoes Brewing. While I'm expecting a similar script from the Cape Crusaders, I'm hoping the Double IPA fills the supervillain role and throws a wicked punch. Let's do it. All right. The opposite of what the saying is. Divided. We are not enough. World needs Superman. I made him a promise. Why I brought you together. Ride ain't over yet. I'm mad. No, that's your, oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's, that's what that means. It's so cool. Overkill is a term I'd use to describe my initial reaction to the Clown Shoe Space Cake Double IPA and DC's Justice League. The Double IPA was a bit of a hot bomb, and Justice League was kind of a hot mess. They both have snazzy packaging, but their content didn't match. The Space Cake Double IPA is made in Boston, Massachusetts by Harpoon Brewing, 
It's an Imperial IPA with an ABV of 9% and an IBU of 90. It is described as a double IPA utilizing citrusy mosaic hops and an immaculate West Coast style malt backbone. Justice League is a 2017 American superhero film directed by Zack Snyder starring Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, Jason Momoa, Ray Fisher, Jeremy Irons, Diane Lane, Connie Nielsen, and J.K. Simmons. In Justice League, the superhero team, consisting of Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg, forms to honor the memory of Superman and to save Earth from the catastrophic threat of Steppenwolf and his army of parademons. It might have been better to space out back-to-back superhero flicks or choose another genre altogether. Justice League wasn't as entertaining as Thor Ragnarok, and unfortunately the double IPA was a bit over-the-top bitterness-wise. Justice League was a bit mundane, and the bad guy reminded me of a campy Power Rangers villain. The comedic surprises from Ezra Miller's Flash character were fun, but not enough to pull Justice League from the muck. Pardon the pun, but Marvel just does these types of films more justice. The IPA came across like some I've tried before that are almost trying to be an uncomfortable experience. Not a lot of pleasant flavor, but a lot of punch, your tongue hoppiness. I'd have to give both the beer and the movie a grade of C-, as both were just a bit too average to below for my tastes. I'm hoping the final pairing of Real L Brewing's limited-release Nomad, a Belgian-style blonde, and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, a film that earned Frances McDormand, the Academy Award for Best Actress, will be the heroes that rescue me from this last combination. What's all on what you can and cannot say on a billboard? I assume you can't say nothing defamatory and you can't say fuck, piss, or cunt. That right? Or anus? I think I'll be all right then. I guess you're Angela Hayes' mother. That's right. I'm Angela Hayes' mother. Mildred Hayes, why did you put up these billboards? My daughter Angela was murdered seven months ago. It seems to me the police department is too busy torturing black folks to solve actual crime. What the hell is this? Dixon, I'm in the middle of my goddamn Easter dinner. Sorry, kids. I know, Chief, but I think we got kind of a problem. Sunshine beating on a good time. I'd do anything to catch your daughter's killer. I don't think those billboards is very fair. The time it took you to get out here whining like a bitch, Willoughby. Some other poor girl's probably out there being butchered right now. We've had two official complaints about those billboards. From who? The lady with a funny eye. A lady with a funny fucking eye? And yeah, Fat Dennis. There's a lot of good friends of Willoughby in this town, Miss Hayes. Ow! You didn't happen to drill a little hole in the dentist today, did you? Of course not. Huh? I said, of course not. I'm sorry about Angie, but the town is dead set against these billboards. You know who threw that can? What can? How about you, sweetheart? Uh, no, I, I didn't really... Go, girl. Hey, fuckhead! What? Don't say what, Dixon, when she comes in calling you a fuckhead! Keep a case in the public eye. The better your chances are getting it solved. And when I see the sun. You know, if you hadn't stopped coming to church, you'd have a little bit more understanding of people's feelings. All this anger, man. It just begets greater anger. In three, two, one. And as sad as the spectacle of these billboards might be. Oh, my God.
this reporter, for one, hopes this finally puts an end to the strange saga of the three billboards outside. This doesn't put an end to shit, you fucking retard. This is just a fucking start. Why don't you put that on your good morning, Missouri fucking wake up broadcast, bitch? Great acting performances and a refreshingly tasty beer are a perfect way to sum up my fourth pairing of Real L Brewing's limited-release Nomad Belgian Blonde and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. This was my favorite combination out of this beer and movie adventure. The Nomad Belgian Blonde comes from Real L Brewing in Blanco, Texas. The ABV is 7% and it comes in at 30 IBUs. Here's the corporate speak. As we wander through the wide world of beer, we find ourselves evolving as nomads of sorts. Germany, Belgium, and the U.S. alike have all infused in this culmination of our travels. We start with the noble roots of German hop varietals, ferment with our favorite Belgian yeast strain, and finish with a touch of American hop panache to bring it all together. The finished beer combines spice and clove with herbal citrus and a bright tropical finish. With depth and complexity, we display the fruits of our years of travel. I really enjoyed this beer. It was flavorful and had a great citrus, spice, and hoppy balance. I could definitely see myself drinking a few pints while enjoying some spicy food if I happened to come across it on draft at a restaurant. I'm sure I'll pick up a few more bottles of this tasty Belgian blonde to savor over the spring and summer months. Like the beer, I really enjoyed three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, even though the ending left me a little salty. I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen this 2017 drama starring Frances McDormand as a mother who rents three billboards to call attention to her daughter's unsolved murder. Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell, John Hawks, and Peter Dinklage appear in supporting roles. The acting was superb, especially that of McDormand, who won the Academy Award for Best Actress, and Rockwell, who took home the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. I'll give this beer and movie pairing an A. I had a good time experiencing both, and I would call them both recommended drinking and viewing. Now it's time for the Bourbon and Branch culinary correspondent, Felice, to share her latest creation, Boozy Ice Pops. It's like girls are a different species or something. Oh, who needs them? You like popsicles? Well, sure. And you need to come on down to the cellar. I got a whole freezer full of popsicles. Mmm. No, thanks. I gotta get going. Oh, don't make me beg now. Ha <laughs> You're funny. Bye. Get your fat ass back here. Hey, y'all. It's Felice, your culinary correspondent. Earlier this month, one of my cousins, who knows me all too well, shared an article about winesicles with me on Facebook. After browsing all the awesome boozy possibilities, I went straight to Amazon. There I found you can buy over a hundred ice pop molds for about $7. Uh, we're talking about those long plastic holders that on a hot summer day, you tear the end off and enjoy a beautiful icy delight. Um, so on Amazon, you can get these those long plastic holders for under $7 and it even comes with a funnel to easily fill the molds. I ordered them. Um, they were here in about two days and that began my boozy ice pop adventure. First up with bourbon and Coke. Uh, the reason they were first up is because I had all the ingredients right here in the house and I was so excited to start freezing alcohol. So, um, 
One of the recipes I found suggested that you pour the Coke into a bowl and let it sit at room temperature for just a, an hour, a couple of hours, so that it gets a little flat and you don't have all of that carbonation going into the ice pop mold. Um, I did that and it worked perfectly. Now you may be wondering how it is you can get this alcohol to freeze, but it's because of the ratios. Um, each mold holds two and a half ounces. Um, two of that, two of those ounces are going to be Coke and the last half there is going to be bourbon. So what I did was actually, I have to confess, everybody in our family, everyone in our circle drinks Diet Coke when they drink bourbon and Coke. So I used Diet Coke and I was a little concerned how that was going to translate to freezing, but it was not a problem. So I, um, each, what I did was let the Diet Coke sit for a couple of hours and ask Sean which bourbon I should use to make the best frozen bourbon and Coke. And his selection was very old Barton. So I got the bowl of Coke and the bottle of bourbon and just use, I have these little um, household shot glasses that have a spout and a handle. So it was so easy, just filled up the little shot glass to two ounces, used my handy dandy funnel to get the Coke in there, and then put half an ounce of bourbon on top of that Coke. You, there's a little Ziploc tie on the top of the, the mold. Did that, zipped it up, kind of gave it a little shake, and then put it in a cup because one of the things I at first didn't realize once I read the, the instructions on the ice pop molds, um, it became clear, is they suggest that you... Um, put them in your freezer standing up. That ice, that uh, Ziploc apparently isn't all that tight. So you put it in a cup, put it in the freezer standing up, and lo and behold, the next day we had frozen bourbon and Coke, and it was delicious. Um, everybody was a fan. The first bite was quite bourbony, um, and the way it froze was very. Um, crystal like the if you if that makes sense the ice formations were very crystal but it was very easy to um mush them together and then get a very cold very good mixture of bourbon and coke once i had those made i was on the hunt for something new to make and prosecco and sparkling wine have been on my mind a lot lately. I've been drinking them a lot. Um, and it's one of my favorite things right now. So I found a recipe that is normally just a regular punch, but it's called Prosecco Punch. And it has Prosecco, orange juice, pineapple juice, and lemon juice. I was able to easily transform that into an ice pop. All I did was, once again, I used that same technique that I learned on the bourbon and Coke to make the Prosecco a little flat. I poured it in a bowl and let it sit, this time for about three or four hours. I added some orange juice, some pineapple juice, lemon juice, stirred it up, let it sit a little longer, and then just used my funnel to put them in the ice pops, and those were delicious. Um, it was a, mimo a frozen mimosa right there in your hand. I have had one with my breakfast 
every Saturday and Sunday since I made them a couple of weeks ago. Um, they were so good. I'm definitely encouraging you guys to make your own boozy ice pops. But if you don't want to make them and you have some good ideas, tell me what recipe I should make. I'm dying to hear from you. I'd love to make other people's ideas. So I'd love to hear what you think we should make next. Sean's idea is to make some Kentucky mules um, into ice pops. So that's on the list. I think that's probably going to happen later this week. Um, but you tell us what should we make? Because I'm going to be making these things all summer long. They are just amazing. I encourage you to make them as well. Also encourage you to stay tuned and um, come back where we'll have another culinary creation next time. Thanks. Bye. What is this? Schwarzwalder Kirschtort. Mm. Oh, do you like it? I'm not partial to desserts myself, but this is excellent. Who are you talking to? you. You just made a yummy sound, so I thought you'd like the dessert. I didn't make a yummy sound. I just asked you what it is. But you did. I just heard it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me? Well, now, look here. If it wasn't you, when it wasn't you... <laughs> alive. <laughs> it's alive. As always, I'll end this week's show with a little love for some of my fellow podcasters who inspire me on this fantastic boozy snack voyage. First up, a special shout out to a fellow bourbon enthusiast and overall great guy, Stu, and his show Bonkers for Bourbon. In fact, I'll let Stu tell you a little bit about his podcast, which I highly recommend everyone subscribe and listen to. So without further ado, here's Stu, a guy who's bonkers for bourbon. What's up, everyone? My name is Stu, and I am Bonkers for Bourbon. I hope you're enjoying Bourbon and Branch. Like this content? Check out my podcast, Bonkers for Bourbon, on Anchor, or wherever podcasts can be found for bourbon, including rare bourbon reviews, bourbon topics, classic drinking stories, and bourbon and chocolate pairings. Bonkers for Bourbon. Without bourbon, what is the point? Cheers out there. Thanks, Stu, for being a part of Bourbon and Branch. I highly recommend Bonkers for Bourbon for anybody who enjoys the brown, boozy, delicious spirit. Stu knows his stuff and puts out great content each and every week. I'd also like to invite everyone to listen to these other great podcasters who provide ear candy to all of us podcast fans. Tony and Jason at the Vice Lounge Online, Julian, Shane, and Eric at Vegas Confessions, Chris at Faces and Aces Las Vegas, Juliet at The Unwritable Rant, Adam over at Travel Fanboy, and DJ Mo Casaggio and his weekly beats on the Vegas Oonts podcast. Finally, I'll end the show by saying there's no wrong way to drink bourbon as long as it's sharing laughs and pours with friends and family. Cheers, everyone. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. Tomorrow and next year starts the same old thing again. So, like all good superhero movies, the dedicated fans stick around for the reward of post-credit scenes. 
And if you stuck around for this bourbon and branch bonus, you will reap the reward of a post-credit review of the Fort Worth American Sessionnel from Rar and Sons Brewing Company and a highly anticipated movie in this household, Ready Player One. My name's Wade Watts. My dad picked that name because it sounded like a superhero's alter ego, like Peter Parker or Bruce Banner. But he died when I was a kid, my mom too. And I ended up here, sitting here in my tiny corner of nowhere. There's nowhere left to go, nowhere, except the Oasis. A whole virtual universe. People come to the Oasis for all the things they can do. But they stay because of all the things they can be. Can you feel this? Um, yeah. It's the only place that feels like I mean anything. The Oasis was the brainchild of James Halliday. Hello. If you're watching this, I'm dead. I created a hidden object, an Easter egg. The first person to find the egg will inherit half a trillion dollars and total control of the Oasis itself. Who is this Parzival, and how the hell is he winning? Find him. This isn't just a game. I'm talking about actual life and death stuff. The Oasis. The world's most important economic resource. It's nothing less than a war for control of the future. Welcome to the Rebellion, Wade. Like many of you, I only came here to escape. But I found something much bigger than just myself. Are you willing to fight? Help us save the Oasis. The Fort Worth American Sessionnel comes from Rar and Sons Brewing out of Fort Worth, Texas. This American Sessionnel is dedicated to the crew of the Fort Worth, a Freedom Class littorial combat ship. It's light golden in color, crisp and clean with a medium body and mild citrus finish. Ready Player One is a 2018 Steven Spielberg directed futuristic dystopian fantasy film based on Ernest Cline's 2011 novel of the same name. Since it's such a recent addition to theaters everywhere, I'll be brief so as not to spoil it for anyone. I'll just say we both read the book and were super excited to see the movie and I can attest the beer and movie were awesome. So finally, guys and gals, I'll truly end it here by saying please subscribe, listen, and rate Bourbon and Branch on your preferred podcast platform. Please follow the show on Twitter at Burb in Branch Pod. That's B-O-U-R-B, the letter N, Branch Pod. On Instagram at Burb and Branch. That's B-O-U-R-B-A-N-D Branch. Join our Facebook group, Bourbon and Branch Podcast. You can also email the show at bourbonandbranchpodcast at gmail.com.